man, it is cold in the outside of the old podcast barn this morning. It's cold. It is cold, bro. And you are in a short sleeve shirt. What's the deal? I am a man. I, I am a man, Hear brother. Hear your roar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I yeah. got this. It looks like I'm about to go hunting. I tell people what I'm wearing. is like a bright orange Under Armour fleece top. So yeah. I can leave here and go deer hunting. That's red, and not actually. Break, is this red? That's red. Well, that would be illegal then. Yeah, yeah, that it's is red. That is orange. not orange. Okay. I'm glad because I had my gun in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I grabbed something uh, warm this morning, like 27 degrees, bro. Yeah, I know. I had to actually, my car's not in the garage right now, so I had to actually go out, start it, <laughs> go back in the house, drink another cup of coffee. Yeah. And so Maxwell House. It's beginning to feel a lot like Christmas. It is. It you is. just had your Christmas program at White Oak Baptist Church. Yes, we had a night of worship. Yeah. And it was really, really good. Awesome. It was fantastic. Jennifer Cathell uh, put everything together. Uh, both praise teams got together. Yep. And it was good. It was great. We gave out the, the old-fashioned goodie bags. I love those Yeah, things. man. Apple, orange, tangerine, uh, nuts. nuts. Got to have nuts have in have it. Nuts. And a candy cane. And candy cane. Did and, you have a York peppermint patty? Uh, we had dark chocolate mm. and like a, some other kind of chocolate. Mm. It was good. It was good. I can't tell you. I look forward yeah. to Christmas as a kid growing up. That, I mean, that was like the best Christmas present I got. <laughs> That's so sad. So <laughs> We'd hang around and get the box yeah. left, you know, oh, the yeah. ones that weren't taken, yeah. and go There's home. some more under the tree. You mean to bring you one? Oh, Lord, Yeah, yes. I should have brought you I one. Mean, I, I, now yeah. that I don't pastor, I can't encourage people at Dallas <laughs> Bay to do that because they don't have the same memories uh, of that that right. I do. Yeah. And, uh, Linda's Produce actually put that together for us. Nice. Yes, and did a great job. Wow. Great job. Little By the Christmas way, bags. you have grown to the point now where you have two praise teams? Well, we have one at both campuses. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. You're a multi-site yes, church. Yes, yes. So the Access Campus came over, and uh, they sang with the Memorial Drive Campus. Wow, I am just yeah. proud to know you. Yeah, I mean, it's good to know me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went to our uh, Dallas Bay's uh, Christmas program with right. your former worship pastor, yes, leading uh, choir and orchestra on Sunday afternoon, and it was wonderful. Really enjoyed, mm-hmm. uh, particularly not having anything to do with it, just sitting there and enjoying good Christmas music and right. hey, getting up with my bride and taking off. Mm. Hey, you know, this Sunday, my bride and I, 4 0. Are you 40 years? 4 Oh, my that is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. can fantastic. you believe she put up with me that long? I cannot. <laughs> Happy anniversary. Thank you very much. Man, Happy, 40 years. Yep, four zero, and I am excited. Mm-hmm. We're going to her favorite steakhouse on Sunday afternoon. Ah, yeah. Cracker Barrel? Well, that would be my favorite okay, steakhouse. Yeah, yeah. No, she liked that That place got the funny name, Ruth's Chris. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, okay. We're going to head yeah. there. We go there for yeah. each anniversary. That's yeah. her favorite spot to go. So we're going to head down there. But 4 0, that's pretty incredible. That's great. Somebody hey. saw you at Cracker Barrel the other day. That, yeah, that I, I was know. at the yeah. Cracker Barrel the yeah. other day. Uh, you know, you can't go there without being seen. Right. It was the yeah. worst experience at Cracker Barrel that I have ever had. All right, moving right along. <laughs> I hate to say it. I don't want to bring you down. Hey, one other thing uh, for yeah. our folks. I'm going to be preaching at Dallas Bay the day after Christmas. Oh, that's on the 26th awesome. 26th. Yes, okay. With a word from the Lord, as they say. Right, that's fantastic. Yes, yeah, so I'm excited about that. Yeah. Uh, 
So, folks, if you want to show up, we'd love to have you yes. that morning. We're talking about Christmas. We aren't are. We? Yeah. Uh, why not? Yeah. Right? It's less than two weeks right, away. Right, right. Um, Last week was what? The Virgin Birth. We yep. talked about that. I thought that was really interesting. It was great. Yep. I enjoyed that. And today, me, I did get mad at you. <laughs> you know, but that's what's wonderful about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> today, <sighs> obscure yep. Christmas facts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. That, Can I uh, sing Joy to the World? Joy to the World. That's enough. Okay, is that enough? <laughs> That's fine. Mary, did you know? <laughs> All right, let me ask the first question. Okay. What year was Jesus born? That is a great question. Well, you, immediately you think since yeah. it's B.C. and A.D. Right. At least until the secularists took it over. And right. Now, now it's B.C.E. and Yeah, that's weird. crazy. Yeah. Uh, C.E. and B.C.E. Uh, you would think zero, right? right. I mean, if yep. everything starts at the birth of Jesus, it was zero, and and that kind of, I wrote the guys. This is this was a, a priest, Dionysius Exegus. Mm. He came up with that, but he was wrong. Okay, and even the Pope later came out and said the math on this is just incorrect by dating some things incorrectly. So, what do we know in Scripture about? The birth of Jesus. How can we date it? Well, we know it's at a particular census that's mm-hmm. taken by Quirinius, right, right? Right. We also know that in the Gospel of Matthew, which mm-hmm. is the story of the Magi, where Luke is the story of the shepherds, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when Herod finds out about the birth of the Messiah, he tries to trick the Magi into leading him to the child. Mm-hmm. When they are warned by God not to do that and leave, and he finds that out, what does he do? He then makes a declaration that all children two years, not all children, but all boys, right. two years old and under be slayed mm-hmm. from Bethlehem and the surrounding vicinity. Right. Right. So that means that he knows that somewhere in a two-year time span, because of the travel of the Magi, the appearance of the star, mm-hmm. when they came to see him. So we know it's at least least two years before his death, because right. he couldn't make that declaration. Mm-hmm. And did he die in 4 B.C.? Yeah, some people think it right. was 4 uh-huh. uh, or 2. Okay. And, and so the best thing I can come up with is somewhere... Between four and six BC okay. is when Jesus was born. Yeah, yeah, that's because of those things. Um, really, the life of Herod, the you know what you just talked about, yeah. and and then the census. You can take those two things and sort of do the math on it, and and that's sort of where I fell on it as well. Yeah, some people go as early as four. I can go a little earlier, and some people can go as late as two BC. Right, but. No uh, good Bible scholar will come up with zero or, no, no, or later. No. You, you can even do it by Jesus getting entering in his ministry at 30 years of age yeah. and kind of backing it up, right. too, because we know some things about what was going on, who was ruling in Jerusalem and in Rome and that sort of thing, yeah. and back those up. So it, it's going to be, and no one knows for sure, and we're mm-hmm. not even getting into December the 25th. <laughs> so I was just about to mention it. So, okay. You, you I want to? You, well, I mean, you I mean, can talk about it if you want to, why yeah. it's December the 25th, which is... I've heard so many uh, wonderful fundamentalist preachers mm-hmm. want to make it December the 25th. Right, right. And so are you going to be no, one more no, of those no, no, preachers no, that no. want to make it December the 25th? No, I, I'm, you know, I don't do a lot of white space. I've said that so many yeah. times. Um, and so if it's not in the Word, yeah. you know, I just I don't... Uh, leave it open for Yeah, I leave it open. And, and December 25th, I, I'm... 
pretty sure that's not the day. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. not even just not pretty sure. I'm sure. Yeah, we can follow yeah. that through the Roman Catholic Church right. and trying to adopt and, and bring in other religions and that sort of thing. Exactly. As to being why it's right. December the 20th. So it's not zero. Nope. Uh, not one. It's probably, like you said, around four. Mm-hmm. Four. Yeah. And so, all right, here's another great question. I love these questions. How far did Mary and Joseph travel? Yeah. Now, both you and I, we've been there. Yeah, on a bus, know, it on takes bus. about two hours. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's the preferred way to travel. That's the way if I was going, I do not know why Joseph didn't just go ahead. Maybe didn't have a bus token. But they did not. <laughs> right, right. And because they're going what from Nazareth to yeah. Bethlehem. Yep. And uh Nazareth's and so, up in Galilee. Right. In the northern yeah. part of Israel. Uh huh. And you know, um probably what, eighty five to ninety, ninety five miles. Yeah, according to what route you take, so on mm-hmm. average is about ninety two miles okay. from Nazareth to Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. And so you could have gone a couple of ways, is what I understand. One way is to kind of take a, uh, a very direct route going down, you know, the western coast of the Sea of Galilee, mm-hmm. down close to Mount Carmel through Samaria. Right. And then cutting there, and you're going to, and that, that's the most direct route, but it's very much up and down. Mm-hmm. It's hilly. Uh, because you, you've got that mountain range where Mount Carmel is, mm-hmm. and you're coming up against the Judean hills and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they would have had to gone through Samaria. Right. And right. that was a no-no. That was a no-no. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no-no. The other way would be to take more of an eastern route and leave Nazareth, go around the top of the Sea of Galilee, come down the Jezreel and Jordan Valley, and head into Bethlehem through the lowest place on earth around Jericho. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's probably the route they took. And it's probably, what, about a week, would you say? Yeah, I'd say at least five days. You think a person in good health could walk it, I understand, about 20 miles a day. Mm -hmm. You just have to remember how rough that terrain would have been. Definitely. So if it's 92 miles or 20 miles a day, that's almost a week. Well, these... This was a woman who's great, great with child. Yeah, great with child. <laughs> and probably yeah. riding you know, on a donkey, and he's right. probably leading her. Yeah. Uh, and, and how often would she have to stop? Mm-hmm. And how often, you know, just how slow they would go. I can imagine everybody's passing them on the left side, <laughs> <laughs> you know, saying, right. blowing their horns at them, holding up the traffic. Because there were a lot of people traveling yeah, at that definitely. time. Definitely. Because there was a census. Mm-hmm. And so they were with a crowd of people. I don't think they probably were alone. Mm-hmm. Most people at that time traveled in groups for mm-hmm. safety. There were a lot of robbers and sure. you know bad guys right. out there in the hills waiting yeah. for you to come by. I mean, that's a beautiful area. It is it's absolutely beautiful. beautiful area. I think Jericho is not beautiful. No. <laughs> you don't like Jericho, do you? <laughs> I do not like Jericho. Nothing yeah. against those folks. Right. But I just yeah. don't like Jericho. Yeah. It is the lowest city on the earth. It is. And it is just like a ghost town. Right. It, it, it is. It's scary. We bought some incredible uh, a, a vase. Uh, some people would call it a vase, I think. Yes. But it's a vase. Yeah. And, it's uh, Reese Lake, so it's yeah. a vase. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a Reese Lake vase. <laughs> um, but it's one like you can drop, and it will not shatter. Wow. And, yeah, we bought it there in Jericho, and it is beautiful. Yeah. We keep it out year-round. Did but, they rush uh, out to your bus like they did ours to oh, sell it to you there? Well, I bought it inside. Okay. But they always follow you out. They you know? always yeah. with beads and yeah. trinkets. Yes. Oh, that's everywhere. Yeah, but Jericho, that's true. It's definitely. a lot. And I really feel bad for them because mm-hmm. they probably have no income besides right. that. I right. don't see any industry in that town. <laughs> no. I got to quit talking negative. Yeah, about it. I just only have negative. We're going to get emails. <laughs> we are. Our listeners in Jericho. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry about offending you. The Ju- the Judean wilderness there, though, yeah, with the Bedouins yes. out in the middle of nowhere. That's fascinating. I mean, you know, you say robbers and and all that. I mean, that is a that's a place for that. Yeah, man. it's exactly a place. Um, it's yeah. You know, the the Jordan River is over to your east, mm-hmm. right? So you can usually see. I don't know where they would have traveled right next to the river because of the water supply or anything. Right. But as the further you go inland, there's very little water except for the springs mm-hmm. that come up. Mm-hmm. So what a journey! You yeah. know, probably about five days, minimum, maybe yeah. a full week mm-hmm. to get there with peril all along the way. Mm-hmm. She is very uncomfortable. Yes. And then yeah. you get to Bethlehem. Right. And <laughs> ain't no place to stay. Ain't no, and we'll get to that in a moment, brother. <laughs> we'll get to that in just a second. Let me ask you this question, uh, Dr. D. Why Why did shepherds, this, this is interesting to me, why did shepherds get the news before the wise men? Yeah. We're going to talk about shepherds in a moment. We are. But why, first of all, why did they get the news first? Well, you know, there is this classical answer that I think is correct, although it is that white space, mm-hmm. that uh, Jesus came for those who were hurting. Yes, and the common man. The common man. And right. there's no one more common than shepherds. Yes. They were the blue collar of the blue collar. Mm-hmm. Blue collar and poor people called shepherds poor. Yeah, that's right. Uh, they, and they weren't well liked for mm-hmm. the most part. They mm-hmm. had a bad reputation. Could not testify in court. Could not testify in court. Yeah. They, they just... You know, they were the lowest of a low, looked mm-hmm. down upon all of society. And I, I really think, it, from a moralistic standpoint, mm-hmm. that rather than first announcing to kings mm-hmm. over in Mesopotamia, Babylon, right. in that area, you're going to announce to the poorest of poor, Jesus said, I came to set those people free. Right. I came to give them life and give it life fully. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have a full life. Mm-hmm. And so imagine the incredible surprise, number one, when they find out what's going on. Yeah. That God Himself is speaking to them through the angels right. about the birth of His Son. Mm. I mean, when you look at it, I mean, it's. I agree with that because He was not born in Athens, Greece. Uh, no. He wasn't born, you know, in Rome. In, in Rome no. You know, He was born Babylon. in Bethlehem. I mean, uh, house of bread is what right, Bethlehem exactly. means, yeah. which is a beautiful picture right. as well. The bread of life oh, being born yeah. in the house of bread, definitely. And it's the it's the same Bethlehem, is it not? That earlier in the Old Testament, where the, the whole story of the famine, mm. and we come back with Naomi and yes. Ruth and everyone coming right. back. And I, I used to preach on that subject of the house of bread, but there's a famine there. Can you imagine? Wow. That where it used to be, you would walk the streets and smell the aroma of baking bread, mm. kids playing in the street. Mm. Now no aroma, the stench of death, mm-hmm. and the family has to make a decision. Do we hang in here or do we leave? Right. Do we go to a place where we're told not to go mm-hmm. over to the Moabites right. Right. and cross over the river and go to the Moabites, those mm-hmm. who were sworn enemies of the Jews and been cursed by God. And and you bring that further and how God mm-hmm. redeems that little town, the mm. house of bread, by yes. letting... His son, the bread of life, where right. Jesus said, eat of me, you know. Yeah. He that yeah. eats this bread shall live forever. It's yes. not the same bread your fathers ate and died. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, the just the symbolism and the and the, the moral story in this is just incredibly deep. It really is. It really, really is. And so, um, the common man. Yeah, and, the and, and then specifically, I mean, that to, to me, that is the... That's that's what I want to take away from it. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, because so many of us have been confused by the 
manger scenes yes. of shepherds and wise men at the stable. Right. And so many things are wrong about that. You mm-hmm. know, there's a wooden stable inside a wooden barn <laughs> strewn with hay. Right. And there stands the wise men with their gifts and then mm-hmm. the shepherds, the holy family. Um we understand through scripture that it was a considerably while longer that God revealed the birth of his son right. to the Magi. Mm-hmm. And he did not do so through the voice of angels, but by a star that was in heaven. Right. And probably a couple of years. Yeah. A couple of years later. Yeah. And and so they traveled quite a far. And and uh, it doesn't say there were three of them. We mentioned that, I think, last week, maybe. Right. Uh, there were three gifts. Three gifts. Go frankincense and, and myrrh. Right. And so... Yeah, I mean, we Christmas cards can mess us up. Really can mess yeah. us up. I don't even want to uh, compact that story, mm-hmm. you know, into a, just one single picture. Yes. It's a collage of right. the story, Christmas right. story. But it's really a minimum two-year story there. Mm-hmm. And then off Jesus and Mary and Joseph go to Egypt, mm-hmm. which we don't talk about that very yeah. much. Yeah, but, exactly. I mean, that's where they went so yeah. that when Herod declared the children be killed, wasn't killed. Can I tell you something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Years ago. Now, I've been where I am right at 13 years. So years ago, I pastored in a different, even time zone. And um, we had an outside uh, 10 scenes of Christmas. And um, one of them, shepherds. I mean, we had, you know, sheep there, real sheep and cows and stuff like that. And we, I had like 100 in the cast. But the shepherd scene, I ran out of shepherds. And so we we had like three people I didn't even know show up. We dressed them, and I'm giving out CDs at the at the front of the line. They can put it in the you know their car to right. explain all the scenes. And all of a sudden, someone runs up to me, brother T, brother T. Our shepherds are cussing back there. Our shepherds are cussing. And I was like, well, that's probably what shepherds do. You know, yeah, very very accurate depiction. Yes, exactly. So I'm not kidding. Ten minutes later. They run up, Brother T, Brother T, your shepherds are smoking. <laughs> and, and listen, they're smoking camel cigarettes. About what that. else? What else? <laughs> but it gets worse. Uh-oh. They leave one shepherd there. They go inside our church building and steal things out of the ladies' purses. <laughs> it was a mitigated disaster. It was a disaster. But a, but a beautiful picture. It was a beautiful picture <laughs> and one that I told through the years that my camel, my shepherds were smoking camel cigarettes. Have you ever seen a shepherd smoke his camel? <laughs> <laughs> that just so many Have you ever seen pictures. a camel smoke? We both have. <laughs> yes, have. But yeah, but they actually, they were thieves. <laughs> they cursed and they were smoking tobacco. Wow. And so, yeah, it was very accurate. That is interesting. Did you get your outfits back? <laughs> Did they steal the outfits too? <laughs> the bathrobes? They actually were arrested. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, good, yeah, good, later, good, good. but they had changed out of them. That is, that's really funny. <laughs> and so that leads right into what were the shepherds like? <laughs> you just described them. I did, didn't I? <laughs> no, they had yeah. bad reputation. And yeah. of course, you can't overgeneralize anyone. I mean, it's not accurate to overgeneralize anyone and right. how they are. But they did have, you know, they weren't, they were kind of rejected by society. Mm-hmm. They weren't educated. Uh, they lived with animals, so they didn't smell good. They were probably Bedouin, which meant they had no home. They right. traveled. They followed whatever food, water source that there was with their animals. And uh, they were they were the low caste yes. in, in their society. Yeah. Isn't it interesting, though, that um, Jesus, I think, what is it, John 10, uh, calls himself the good shepherd? 
Yeah. You know, and, and there's so many uh, pictures of sheep. All the way from the shepherd. Psalms yes. through the time yeah. of Jesus. The Lord and, is my shepherd. The no most, one enters in yeah. except through me. You exactly. Know? And that, that yeah. is into the sheep. So he uses that beautiful picture, yeah. you know. But yeah, the shepherds back in that day, they were tough. They stank, yep. stunk. They kind of, yeah. okay, I don't want to yeah. say it, but it, they're still, I still watch myself around shepherds when I'm in Israel. Yeah, because I tell you, they'll smoke camels and steal from you. That one Bedouin always shows up in the same corner to let you ride on his camel, or at least sit on his camel and have your picture taken. You, you've seen that guy yeah. forever. It's it's the down at the end of the road mm-hmm. from Jericho mm-hmm. before you go up towards right. Jerusalem. He sits right there on that corner. I don't know if the same dude or not, but I think it's the same camel. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like to yeah. take the gloss, you know. I'm right. kind of taking the shine off. Yeah. off well, I'm going Israel. in 2023. And you'll and see so, that same yeah, dude. same camel. If he same survived, yeah, he's right, there. Right. <laughs> 30 years ago, my first trip, 30 years ago, um, I wanted to ride a camel so bad in, in that area. Yeah. And so I said, how much to ride the camel? And he said, nothing. So I got on, man, everywhere. And I started to get off. He goes, oh, no, $5 to get off. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I never get you coming or going. Yeah, <laughs> let's funny. let's talk about the inn and yeah. um, was there no motel? Uh, was there no Hampton or Marriott? No motel six. Even. No, wow, super no. eight. Okay, no, 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 none yeah. of that. Howard Johnson, none of those things were there at uh-huh. the time. Uh, there really was not an industry mm-hmm. at the time. There was not a tourist industry. People were. Uh, live hand-to-mouth, pretty right. much. If there was resort areas, it was for the very wealthy, and it certainly would not be in Bethlehem. No. You know, Probably so, more Tiberius yeah, area. Yeah, there were places where where there was lots of water and mm-hmm. lots of scenery and that sort of thing. Of course, Herod had his place down south, mm-hmm. and then that they would have outpost places where they were very nice. But not your common traveler. The, the tourism industry was not going on but now mm-hmm. something because of that particular edict by Quirinius where you had to go back to your hometown the place mm-hmm. of your family's birth not necessarily your birth but since they were of the house of David right. they had to go back to Bethlehem yeah. and so all these people flooding into this little town with no place to stay there were no hotels mm-hmm. so they were calling upon you know what there was so some people were willing to uh, lend part of their home for a price. You can mm-hmm. stay with their family. You can stay with the animals, right. that sort of thing. And you, you found the actually Greek word, kataluma. Yes, kataluma. And, and it really, I mean, in the most specific sense, it means guest room. Right. So at best, a person has an extra spot in their house mm-hmm. for you to stay. They'll charge you. Maybe sleep with the rest of the family. You may be sleeping with the family dog. Right. You know, but you're going, but even that was taken. Yeah. I read this to you earlier before we started recording. <laughs> yeah. The Greek word to demolish. Yeah. To destroy. Yeah. And, uh, to take down a fence. To, yeah. And that's what it means is to remove barriers. Come on in to this, right. To this thing. And so come on in. Well, <clears throat> The, the, the only thing that evidently was available, if you were willing to take it, was you go out and sleep with the animals if you mm. want to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, hospitality is a big deal in that area. But I think during this time, what you're saying is some were really taking advantage because of the census. Right. It reminds me of Riverbend, those parking lots down there. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, all of a sudden, that's yeah, pretty all of a sudden, pricey yeah, property. Definitely, definitely, yeah. you know. And so, uh, yeah, I, I think that 
is uh, more accurate um, of what they were doing. So the innkeeper. Yeah, and, and the innkeeper was I've, – I've seen plays where he's just this nasty dude. Mm-hmm. You know, get out of my sight, right. don't mess with me, and they press him. Well, you can sleep with us, stinking animals if you yeah. want to, yeah. you know. <laughs> John Wayne. <laughs> you can sleep with us, stinking animals if you want to. That was actually pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but so, you know, we get out of the <clears throat> – Probably kind-hearted man, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and if what we're going to talk about in just a moment uh, may have known some shepherds who had a place. Yeah, yeah, but but I think the key is that nowhere in Scripture does it say that he is mean. No, nowhere in Scripture does it say he is uncaring. That's in your white space. That's in that the white space. Like. Yeah, and um, again, in most plays. You know, he he does come across that way, right? And there, he's actually not mentioned, exactly. There's just no room in the end. There's just no room. So yeah. you know, suppose it could have been his wife. Yeah, could you have know. Been. So we always portray it to be the fellow, but it could have been her uh-huh. <laughs> that found a place. <laughs> I'm thinking too. You know, a, a mother, a wife, seeing this pregnant woman yeah. probably would have you know gone through heaven and hell to find her a place mm-hmm. that she could oh, yeah. have her baby yeah. so that might very well be yeah. the case we're not trying to deconstruct <clears throat> christmas right now <laughs> no we're trying to point out the things that people assume right. yes. that aren't necessarily true exactly um, so what was a stable like in bethlehem uh, was not um, a farm like here in tennessee okay okay right mm-hmm. what do you think it was made out of well Probably stone. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think we both have been where Jerome wrote. And, uh, I mean, they point out that that could be the place yeah. there. Yeah. And, um, but um, not, again, not the typical wooden um, thing. You right. know, it, it's just, it's not quite like that. Right. The manger, you know, you've got, you've got the stable, if you want to call it that. But the manger itself <clears throat> probably was a single stone mm-hmm. with a hollowing out of it so that grain could be put in that particular stone mm-hmm. that the animals could eat from because wood mm-hmm. was much too precious a commodity mm-hmm. to be used on animals. Right. The, the, again, the Greek word fetne, I think, is the way you pronounce that. Okay. And it, it just basically says a crib for fodder. And uh, and as you're saying, back then in that day, it would not have been made more than likely of wood. Right. You know. Right. And so just hollowed out for... Um, did you say fodder? I did say fodder. Like, hello, mother. <laughs> hello, fodder. Here I am at Camp Granada. You remember the song? Uh, you don't listeners, know that song? Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> listeners, do you see what I put up with? Just <laughs> words. Yeah. yeah. Words send me off with tangents. <laughs> So, I actually sorry. saw your eyes glaze and over. Fodder. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, where's Happy he going? Fodder's Day. <laughs> Would you please come back? Where are you going? <laughs> okay. But anyway, it was um, for the, the animals to yeah. eat out of. Yes. And and so it would have been uh, stone, rock, yeah. something like that. Yeah. And, and the and church so, nativity, it's not what we're not talking about that necessarily, but you're not both going there. It's the oldest church in Israel, right? Mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. The one that was not destroyed during the Crusades. Right, yeah. Uh, mostly, the story goes, because a mural on the wall has the wise men, and those wise men appeared to be similar to the the Islamic hordes that came into Jerusalem to tear down Christian symbols. Mm-hmm. And they saw that and recognized themselves because the same part of the world 
and left that church intact. Right. That's yeah. That's very. Remember very that story when I you do. go in there. Yeah, I do. I and do. Uh, it's always been under construction. Every time mm-hmm. I've ever been to the Church Nativity, there's there's all kinds of scaffolding, oh, yeah. and they're yes. always working on it because yeah. it's so old. Mm-hmm. And what people would be surprised if you've never been there, uh, it's supposedly built over the traditional birth of yeah. where Jesus was born. And you go down steps, and that's so cool because those steps are worn, almost rounded. Right, you have to be the careful. Millions yeah. of pilgrims who've gone there. Right, yeah. And then if you try to get next to the crib, mm. that Greek Orthodox priest there, man, will smack you across the room. It is amazing <laughs> that you mentioned that. I just shared um, a couple of days ago. We had a Christmas party um, with some of our church folks, and I just shared that in the Church of the Nativity. Yeah. Um, years ago, about 13, 14 years ago, I got the holy giggles. I don't know if you ever do that, <laughs> but somebody said something, yeah. and I could not stop laughing. Yeah. And I had about 40 people with me, mm-hmm. and oh, that, that guy... That is not good. He had, that no, man has never no, smiled in his never life. Smiled. <laughs> he had a pole or a big long yeah. something, yeah. and I'm not Shepherd's kidding. Shepherd's crook. <laughs> I got hit, <laughs> he hit he me really? on oh. the shoulder. <laughs> Because I was laughing so loud. He hit me on the shoulder. Well, that tickled me even more. And the 40 that I had with me, because their pastor got hit with a stick, they got the holy giggles. We almost got thrown out of the church. (laughs) You're you're a great claim to fame. You got thrown out (laughs) of Jesus' birthplace. (laughs) I I really almost did. I almost did. But, you know, let me just mention this as well. Before we got off the bus, every time before we got off the bus there, I always tell folks, because they want such a reverent, you know, thing there in Bethlehem, because it is so special. Um, But when you get off the bus, it's not that way. And I always remind them, when you get off the bus and you head there, remember it was quite like this back in that day. Loud, dogs barking, people screaming, babies crying. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Well, they didn't have horns back in that day. I wonder what they used. I don't know. Immediately, I'm sorry. You're back to fodder again. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, um, and so it was loud back in that day, yeah. and it wasn't just a quiet Christmas card type of existence. Right. Yeah. Now, <laughs> this last thing here. You tell them about the coffee shop in Bethlehem? Uh, no. Stars and bucks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, every time you drive into Bethlehem, right there on the right side of the road, stars and bucks. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That makes sense, right? It does. Star and Bethlehem. Right, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, That is really, really cool. <laughs> Five bucks for uh, I uh, love that big store they have. There. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the guy the comes the nativities out. and... Yes, yeah. yes. So, I love that good stuff store. in there. I've got some widow's mites from that store. Mm-hmm. I love that place. Yep. This this thing, <laughs> you're gonna have to talk about this. Last yeah. Week, okay. Yeah. Because we'll get you know, about this one. Um, you're you're Doctor D. Yeah. I'm Brother T. But you do have a doctor. I actually do. <laughs> I don't know why we don't call you yeah. Doctor T. No. We'll call you Doctor T. No, I, I would rather be Brother T. Okay. And you're Doctor D. All right. Um, I had to Google this. Okay. I I had to Google this, and evidently you have preached on it mm-hmm. before for several years now. Because when I learned it, I just couldn't leave it alone. Yeah. I, I had never. I have never heard about this. Yeah. Uh, the the Tower of the Flock, yep. Migdal Edar, is that yeah. how you pronounce it? You know, I've not really ever asked a Hebrew scholar right. to, to tell me, but I call it Migdal Edar. Okay, that okay. sounds really good. It's Micah 4 8. Right. This is the prophecy. And you, O Tower of the Flock, which is Migdal Edar, the stronghold of the daughter of Zion, to you shall it come, even the former dominion. 
shall come, the kingdom of the daughter of Jerusalem, even the former dominion, that which held dominion from the past, mm. shall come to the tower of the flock. That tower of flock, the Migdal Eder, is this place just by the roadside in Bethlehem. And, and, and tell everybody how far Bethlehem is from Jerusalem. Oh, what would you say? Four or five miles? Is it that far? Mm, yeah, probably so. Yeah. Probably so. Very close. It's yeah. a bedroom community of of Jerusalem, yeah. really. Yeah. So it would be the nearest place to graze sheep mm-hmm. there. And so because they needed so many sheep to mm. be sacrificed in the temple, mm-hmm. that it is believed that the Migdal Eder, the Tower of the Flock, is where a particular sect of shepherds raised a group of sheep, a flock of sheep. And when each of those sheep were born, they would bring them into the tower of the flock to look over them, to examine them, to keep them safe from wolves, lions, whatever else was there, from thieves Mm -hmm. stealing them, and protect them while they're still children. They would actually bring them in, put them in that place, and take care of them for that period of time. These were particular shepherds for particular lambs who would later, listen to this, be sacrificed in Jerusalem. You know, ever since you sent this question, I've done some looking and studying on this. That is such an interesting thing. Such a beautiful picture. It is a beautiful picture. About 2,000 paces from Bethlehem is what what I read. And um, and I've read the Bible on how many times. But man, that Micah 4.8, I had just never paid attention to the tower of the flock. I had never paid a little attention to that. There are similar places and other places with, you know, sheep. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they weren't these sheep. You know, they they would watch for lambs to be born. Mm -hmm. The shepherds, I mean, I think they literally came to be a part of their family, their sheep. They called them by names, Scripture says. And and they would protect those young sheep. But there's no indication there's anything like this for this particular group of sheep where they would bring them in and examine them to make sure that they were worthy to be taken into Jerusalem. And, and I, I've heard particularly for the Feast of Passover mm-hmm. where lambs are slain right. during that period of time. This is where the lambs would be taken from. So what are you saying uh, about the Tower of the Flock in conjunction with the birth? What are you Somehow saying? when... When Mary and Joseph came uh, to to have the birth of Jesus, uh, could find no place to stay. Somehow they were directed, and I think by the Holy Spirit, in order to fulfill the prophecy of Micah four eight, they were taken to this place, which was already prepared to take care of a small animal mm. baby, mm-hmm. uh, perfectly protected, mm-hmm. probably warm, and. If you take, I don't, I, and I'm, this is not gospel, right? But some early Hebrew tradition says that they would literally wrap those uh, young lambs mm-hmm. in cloth, right? Right. And we're told in Scripture that the these shepherds, you know, we have a picture of them going from place to place, but looking for, yeah, I need to find, and there's no star to lead them. Right. Remember, yes. They, there was a given a sign. Mm-hmm. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling mm-hmm. cloths and lying in. Interesting thing mm-hmm. that when I preach this, there is no de- definitive article before manger. Mm. It is lying in manger. Manger. Okay. Okay. I think they knew what manger. Right. Oh. Because this was the only place where there would be a baby wrapped in cloth lying in manger. So those mm-hmm. shepherds go, we know where to go. 
So we know where that thing is. So the angels appeared in that area. Yes. Yeah. I, I read somewhere, Doctor D, that they were they would lay the lamb even in that stone uh, manger uh-huh. to to check for blemishes yes. and everything. And yeah. so that that is I had never read that. You know, Genesis thirty five twenty one mentions it as well. Okay. It says, What's and it Israel say? journeyed and spread his tent beyond the tower of Eder. And so I, I, I just, I've never seen any of that. Isn't that and, interesting? Uh, it really, really, really is yeah. interesting. So I, to me, are we certain it happened that way? No, we're not certain. Right. But it seems to be a fulfillment of prophecy. And the whole life of Jesus is fulfillment of one prophecy after another after another. So the way I see it pictured, the shepherds are out watching over their flocks by night. That's what mm-hmm. Scripture says. Mm-hmm. It's not reading the white space, right? Right. And the angels appear to them. There's an angelic choir, we call it. Mm-hmm. Actually, the Bible doesn't say they sing. They just right. speak. But yeah. they, they probably sing, right? Yeah. And he <laughs> gave them, said, hey, unto you this day is born in the city of David a Savior is Christ the Lord. You shall find that babe wrapped in swaddling cloth lying in manger. Right. Boom. That night, they go to that manger, not a lamb, but the Lamb of God. Yes, yes. Who is the perfect Lamb of God right. who will later be sacrificed in Jerusalem at Passover for the sins of the whole world. Yeah, isn't that, isn't that absolutely beautiful? Yeah. And you mentioned the prophecies of, yeah. of the birth of Christ. Dr. D, that is one of the main reasons that I believe in the Word of God mm-hmm. is fulfilled prophecy. Yeah. I mean, there's so many prophecies uh, about that first coming. Yeah. And and then, boy, you look, the Bible is replete replete with of his second coming right and and so the first coming uh, it happened and the second coming will happen as well yeah i I do think that the bible is probably has been for me when people let me down disappointments at church disappointment Mm -hmm. in in situations unanswered prayers all those other things that tend to eat away at your faith Mm -hmm. if you'll go back to the word right go man the the deeper I dig, the more truths I find. And mm-hmm. I'm not trying to find you know, some hidden code in right. the text. You don't right. have to do that. No. People who do that waste a lot of time because mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of stuff that's not hidden but are deep, and it takes time to be led by the Spirit to find those things. And it, I think the Bible has been the most affirming thing to my faith Definitely. of anything else that I've known. Definitely. And one of the things that you can also say is when you look at the writings of other faiths, Yeah. Uh, they lack prophecy. They do not hold up to scrutiny either. Right. No, they do not. You, know, you can scrutinize scripture all that you want. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's people, oh, I know about these particular things. One says two blind men. One says one blind man. Right. Two demon-possessed men. One demon-possessed yeah. men. It, man, if that's what you're hanging on, you're looking for yeah. something to, right. to, to discredit the Bible. Yeah. But you look deep into it, and things like this will just, it'll just light you up. It will. It will. And yeah. if you've got two demon-possessed, then you did have one. Yeah. And so, you had yeah. two blind men. You did have yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. And so <laughs> yeah. Everything yeah. can just, when you look at it surface level, yeah. it might be a little confusing. But yeah. when you start digging, mm-hmm. it, it makes sense. It does. And so... Yeah, anything you want to add to this? This, is, this has been interesting. No, there are other obscure things, but I chose not to go into them. Maybe save it for a later date. Yeah, you know, my, my old preacher that used to teach me so much, his his famous statement to me was, don't shoot every rabbit that jumps. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what that means? Uh, I'm not a hunter. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> means you're going to come back and go hunting another day. Right. And leave some in the field. 
in sermons, I used to go, oh, that'd be so good. That'd be so good. Right. And that would come back to me, what he would say. Oh. No, you don't have to put that in the sermon. Yeah. You can come back to that text, yes. and it can be fresh and new again, mm-hmm. but there's something else. And that, that's why I like to do it. There's, I mean, we could go on and on and on about the obscure facts mm-hmm. of the birth of Jesus. Mm-hmm. But I think we covered quite a few. Yeah, you know, Sundays are like light poles. I mean, one right after another. And yeah. so you always have that other opportunity yeah. to shoot that other rabbit. That's, that's right. That's, that's yeah. good. Being a hunter, I yeah. used the wrong one. I'm sure yeah. that may offend some people. <laughs> I'm sorry that I put that ugly picture in your mind. So let's use the light pole. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> if they're vegetarian, I mean, <laughs> right. to be honest, they're not going to have enough strength to get very That's really true. Strength. They're yeah. not going to go rabbit hunting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this has been fun. Yeah, it has. It has. Uh, we've got one more uh, before we take a two-week break. And, and next week, what's the subject next week? I can't oh, remember. you know, I can't. Um, uh, it was This is Obscure Facts. Yeah. Last week was the virgin birth, and I remember sending you. Yeah, it's the, way back on my emails, and so I cannot remember. I do uh, know. I know. Okay. Should Christians even celebrate Christmas? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That I said was, this to my son last night. I said, uh-huh. the only people ever to prohibit the celebration of Christmas was the church. Mm, I cannot wait yep. to dig into that. All right, we're going to do that next week. Yes. Until that week comes, we hope that you're having a great time. I know people are going to parties. Be careful out there. Enjoy and celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. Mary, did you know? <laughs> That's a good one to end. God bless. Bye, folks. <laughs>